If you had to take a close look at the things that we as humans probably don't deserve, dogs would likely be at the top or near the top of the list. They ask so little of us. They ask for food, for water, and occasionally someone to rub their belly. But they give so much, and it makes you wonder how we got so lucky. But it's not just companionship and unconditional love that dogs give us. Some dogs contribute in a much different way. They help solve crimes, and they help find missing people. And that's the focus of this episode of the 519 Podcast. We call it Paw and Order. And we talked to Constable Christopher Black. He's a canine unit officer and dog handler with the Lambton County OPP. And he tells us about police dogs Blitz and Selena. Here's your host for this episode, Craig Needles. To be a police dog, there are certain skills and traits and personalities that officers are looking for. They're looking for a suitable partner for law enforcement. They need to know whether the dog has what it takes to be a police dog. Some of the testing that we do with the dogs is we look for certain traits and certain attributes that we, we want the dog to have. One of them, probably one of the most important uh, trait that we look for is a hunt drive. One of the ways that they test for that is they'll take a ball um, They'll, they'll throw the ball into a like long grass uh, and they'll have the dog search for the ball. And what they're looking for is the dog to continue to search for that, that item without stopping. They're not, you know, you don't want a dog um, that's going to just search for a little bit and come back to you. Hunt drive is important, but that's not the only test they do. You think about a, a dog that if you're in the middle of a field and you start throwing a ball for them, you want that dog to just continue to, play catch um, for a, until either that dog's tired or your arm's tired. Um, that's one of the things that you want to have the dog do is have a, a really strong prey drive. And then of course we, because they're police dogs, uh, they are trained to, I, you know, I make it sound fancy with criminal apprehension, but they are trained to bite. Um, so we want to make sure that the dogs uh, have a good defense um, drive. So they're not afraid of people or anything like that. And when you put all that testing together and select the talented few, what you end up with is specialized canine officers ready for duty. And that's where police service dog Blitz and explosive detection dog Selena come in. My first canine partner was uh, police service dog Blitz. He's a 10-year-old German Shepherd. He's trained in tracking for lost and missing people. He's also trained for searching those people. Uh, he's trained in searching for evidence. He's also trained in criminal apprehension. The other police dog that I have is uh, an explosive dog. Her name's Selena, and she's a three-year-old German Shepherd. Uh, she is a single-purpose dog that is exclusive to uh, explosive detection. Blitz is trained um, mostly for detecting human scent. That's basically what we train these dogs to do. When we train our dogs to track for a person, they, people, when they're walking, they have approximately 40,000 skin cells that fall off of their body every minute. And not only will they have that human scent of skin cells or dead skin cells that the dogs will be searching for, there's also the environmental and uh, uh, scent that they'll be searching for as well. So if a if somebody starts walking through a, a bush lot or, or long grass or something like that, that disturbed ground will also 
help the dog track for that person because it's a, it's a new scent to the area and, and uh, it helps the dog get, like I said, a scent picture that they'll continue to, to search for. For someone trying to get away, 40,000 skin cells is a lot to cover up. And unless you can exfoliate better than anyone in the history of exfoliation, Blitz will probably catch up with you. As for Selena, she has fewer scents to worry about, but they're just as important. She's trained in approximately 22 scents from uh, commercial grade explosives to homemade explosives as well. She searches for explosives. So uh, the majority of our, our work is mostly proactive work. It, you know, the pandemic has kind of slowed that down a little bit because there are, uh, you know, aren't big groups of people getting together or anything. Um, so the, like I said, the proactive work, we would, we would just do explosive sweeps. We were in Ottawa not too long ago. Um, there was a, the premiers were getting together. So we, we will search the, the, the hotel and, and the areas that they're going to be at. We'll search and do a, a, a sweep of the area just to make sure there's no explosives or anything. Um, and, but then we also do reactive calls, um, uh, you know, anytime that there's uh, a call for uh, possible explosive, a suspicious package or something like that, we might uh, go in and assist. Funny, with all the advances we've made in today's society, our front lines and best option for scent detection is through canine officers. They're impressive breeds. But what remains to be seen is what does that look like in the field? How are they used? And what sort of criminal cases have they closed? Let's start with Blitz. Blitz's specialty would be, I think, uh, evidence searches are one of his really good um, one of the things he's probably the best at. We were called to a triple homicide um, and we were asked, tasked to do an evidence search of the area. And uh, Blitz, we were just walking along a path that we thought the suspect had walked out of. And um, all of a sudden he popped his head up and went off into the, into the long grass, probably about uh, 15 uh, feet off of the grass and I walked over he, he gave me an indication that he found something I walk over and there's a there's an article there that has um, uh, fresh blood on it and everything so uh, we got um, ident to come over and, and take it and it turned out to be uh, the item that the suspect was wearing and it tied the the suspect to the area um, and uh, and kind of helped out with the investigation quite a bit that way. So that's something for sure that I'll never forget that one. It was, uh, it was a good one that he, he helped out with there. There had already been people in the area searching and, and had missed it, but uh, you know, a dog's nose is a little bit better than, than uh, human eyes. So then that's why we use them. A triple homicide. And to put into context what Blitz found, finding the suspect's clothing with the victim's blood on it led to an arrest and gave prosecutors a solid piece of evidence for trial. He's also proved very useful outside of the criminal apprehension process. The very first find Blitz had, um, it was our, it was only our second call um, that we ever had. Um, it was a uh, an elderly male down in it was in the, in the uh, Essex area that a, a gentleman suffering from Alzheimer's had walked off from a retirement home, and he had been gone for most of the afternoon. And it was one of those days where 
you know, warm during the day, but it was going to get pretty cold at night. And uh, we had given, we were given a direction that the male was last seen. And he was, he wasn't anywhere close to there. Uh, Blitz, we were just kind of searching around and same thing. Blitz popped, uh, pops his head up and starts going into a, th- a pretty thick bush lot. I don't, I was <laughs> pretty surprised the guy even made it through there, but he had, um, he was an elderly male that had uh, walked into a page wire fence and fallen over and couldn't get up. And uh, if Blitz hadn't found him, uh, he probably wouldn't have made the night. Well, not probably. He wouldn't have made the night for sure. So that was a that was only Blitz's second call, and uh, you know, saved somebody's life there. So you know, that one's going to stick with me for a long time. That's one way to make an immediate impact: saving a life on your second call. It also speaks to how well trained and prepared these police service dogs are, providing immediate impacts once they join the force. Explosive detection dog Selena's work stories look a little different as her job is taking preventative actions against potential disaster. There's been a couple uh, packages that, uh, you know, to, there's one in Sarnia here actually that uh, I was on my way to the call and they sent me a picture of it. And it was just a, it was a pack, a package of uh, a small little backpack or a fanny pack actually that had a couple wires hanging out of it. And I'm thinking, geez, this looks legit. And, uh, you know, she goes up there, we sent her up to go sniff it and no interest whatsoever. It ended up just being a, ended up being nothing. But uh, those are things that, you know, her and knowing her ability, knowing, um, how well she does her job. If, if she finds something or if she's doing something, you, you're, you know, you're, uh, for a lack of a better term, your spidey senses start going off, going, Oh, geez, there, there actually probably is something here. So we better figure out what we're going to do. We work uh, hand in hand together. The, the explosive detection unit will go in and, uh, we'll, we'll assist them wherever they need us to either, you know, running the dog through a, through an area just to make sure that there's nothing there. Or, um, we also, uh, we also might, uh, uh, just help with there. Like recently there was a call and there was a warrant that uh, they were doing and they, they believed that the person had uh, homemade explosives on the property. So we went in and, and searched the area prior to officers going in and conducting their investigation. Selena prevents things from going colossally wrong. Explosives don't leave small footprints, and she's on the front lines to make sure nobody gets hurt. With the two specialty dogs proving their value in each assignment, Officer Chris Black has a fairly modest opinion of his position on the team. You know, the weakest link in this team is me, by by far. I, uh, you know, I I overthink things, or I, I there have been times where, uh, you know, well, we're told all the time, just trust your dog. Um, so, uh, you know, I might think, okay, well, a suspect's more than likely going to go this way. And then where I might get information, uh, somebody might say, okay, I last saw them running that way. I don't know how there's been countless amount of times where somebody's like, oh yeah, I for sure saw them running that way. And, uh, whether the person turned around or whether the person wasn't sure or whatever, um, uh, Blitz will go the opposite way and find the person. You got to trust them. Uh, and by far, I'm the weakest link in that team, <laughs> for sure.
What might not be well known about police service dogs is that they live with their handlers. They're together 24-7, and in Chris's case, that means he has two, and he gets to manage Blitz and Selena's work-life balance. With police dogs, it's hard to picture them outside of work. They always seem like the type of breed that's always on, ready to track down a perp, and they always seem composed. But that's not the case. They can differentiate between work and play, sometimes instigated by Selena, the younger of the two. She's younger, so I'm... She's the, uh, uh, the, 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 for sure, the, uh, the pesty one. Uh, uh, like she, she, uh, for sure gets, get, uh, I don't know how to say this politely, but she, um, she bothers Blitz sometimes a little bit. She, she, she's a young three-year-old, uh, full of, uh, full of energy. And Blitz, like I said, is uh, getting a little bit older. He's, you know, he, he wants, sometimes he needs that break. So she, she doesn't understand that. She doesn't, uh, she doesn't get his social cues sometimes, but um, no, there, we do try to separate a little bit of work and play. Like I, fortunately I have the ability to, to uh, take Blitz to a, a pool here and he can swim in the pool and enjoy a little bit of that sort of thing. Uh, Selena is not as, not as much of a water dog as he is, but uh, no, he gets to definitely enjoy some things like that. But like I said, I do really want to try to make sure that he um, uh, enjoys his work. And that's where he finds his pleasure. They play like normal dogs and have their methods of getting your attention at all times like normal dogs would. Well, Blitz will just climb up on your, uh, on your, if I was sitting down and I wasn't petting him, Blitz would just climb up on your lap. Uh, he'll, he, he likes to just put his paws right on your shoulders and, and uh, look for that attention. Selena, um, she'll she'll uh, pretty much just ram right into you. <laughs> she's uh, she's pretty excitable. And if those methods don't work, they can be downright devious too. Blitz is Blitz is pretty funny. I can tell you a story that uh, I was working on uh, uh, a rental project at the house, and uh, uh, I just go out, let Blitz out, and uh, and got just put him back in the kennel. I wasn't paying too much attention to him. And he caught onto that pretty quickly. He'd go out, he'd pretend like he'd pee and then he'd go into his kennel and pee in his kennel because he knew I'd, I'd come out and have to spend some more time with him. What makes police service dogs so good at their jobs is they're always eager to please people, always searching for the way to be a good boy or a good girl. And after a long career in law enforcement, after all the tireless hours of work, they get to retire just like everyone else. And when they do retire, their police handler has the option of keeping them or giving them away. With Blitz retiring in 2022, Officer Chris Black already knows which option he's picking. Blitz is uh, pretty special to me, so I, I'm going to keep him for sure. Um, you know, it, it all depends on the dog. Like, it's funny, he's, you, you watch him, uh, not if he's not in the backyard, you watch him, you know, come out of the truck or... Or if he's out out of the out off my off the property, he, he's he's in work mode, and uh, he's all, always on. There's times where I think that uh, oh we're you know we're driving driving around. There's times I think that he's in the back. He's probably just chilling out, and then all of a sudden he sees somebody, he barks at them, and I'm like oh he's up like uh, he's always on I should say. And but in the back in my backyard he he is you know he he thinks he's a a 75 pound lap dog. Uh, so he's completely different there. So when he retires, I, I think he's just gonna, you know, have that, 
hopefully have the chance just to, you know, chill out, enjoy his, enjoy his time as a, an actual dog, not a police dog. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 519 Podcast. It was written and produced by Patrick Magermans and Craig Needles. Remember, you can subscribe for free to the 519 Podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen at blackburnnews.com. The 519 Podcast is a presentation of Blackburn Media.